Are you ready to challenge your rhetoric? Today is Thursday, March 24th. My name is Sherry Roberts, and I'm your host, and I'm challenging the rhetoric. Welcome to the show. Uh, I'm doing yet an extra show again this week. Uh, I'm an off-scheduled show, but I had to do this one real quick. Here's the deal. Uh, With Oregon standoff and the Bundy Ranch trials, we're hearing a lot about Adam Bundy's Oregon attorney, Mike Arnold, uh, Mike Arnold Law Firm. And today, uh, a a superseding uh, document came out today to seal evidence and discovery, except for regards to Adam Bundy, he refused that to be a part of uh, that joint thing. Now, I think that's because of what the attorney did. So here's what the attorney did. Mike Arnold put up a post a couple hours ago on Facebook basically laying out a whole bunch of images accusing a man named Jason Mendez of being an FBI HRT agent that was out at the um, Malia Refuge and in Burns, Oregon, um, for all of those events of the, of the Oregon standoff. Um, Two or five of the FBI agents that were there, of the HRT agents, all are currently under investigation for firing. One of them fired two shots, and everybody has kept it quiet. So that is an ongoing investigation there. Um, But what Arnold did is he put up a very inflammatory post, uh, pretty unethical in not just my opinion, but social media. uh, A lot of people people had a lot to say, and, again, he's since taken it down. But he's endangering people. Um, a lot of these supporters, these real, uh, the hardcore, die-hard die supporters, the more extreme of them, as, as we have all experienced uh, throughout this, uh, some of them are very dangerous. Uh, they want to do all sorts of things right now. And I don't understand, personally, the need to do what Arnold did. He wants to crowdsource, he keeps saying, he wants to crowdsource the defense. And he's got, you know, just countless people in social media scouring social media for whatever, but He's not vetting anything. He's having other people vet it, but that should be his job or a real investigator's job because, again, he's endangering people. Like the gentleman is coming on my show. So Shannon Rich is an MMA fighter. He is also a disabled veteran, and he is uh, one of the main pictures uh, that it was plastered in this post uh, of an accusation, you know, a, a mental, psychological accusation that he is either this HRT agent or is somehow involved with the HRT agent. People are commenting, making death threats. People are, were commenting, um, trying to get his information. And right before uh, Mike Arnold took the page down, the one of the commenters had actually put uh, Shannon's personal information, contact information and such on there. Uh, again, Mike Arnold just removed the post, but I have Shannon Rich with me here uh, tonight to talk about kind of how he feels about suddenly being put into such a big, uh, you know, potentially dangerous situation, but this is a huge case. So, um, Shannon, thank you so, so much for coming on at the last minute like this. I appreciate it. Hey, Sherry. Uh, yeah, no big deal coming on, coming in. I'm, I'm used to doing interviews. Like you said, I'm an MMA fighter, six-time MMA world champion, former Army veteran, um, and actually spent some time in Iraq as a bodyguard for the United States ambassador to Iraq. That's pretty awesome. Now, now I want the listeners to know, um, and I meant to say this actually right before I brought you on, but I want the listeners to know that Shannon is a supporter of 
uh, these patriots. Shannon himself is a patriot. He is a supporter of of these people and what they've done. And so the irony that his picture was somehow brought into this mess as somebody that's the bad guy in their world. Um, I mean, how does that make you feel? This is a cause that you support, and now all of a sudden you kind of get thrust in a bad position. Oh, I just think it's comical, to be honest with you. I mean, everybody that knows me, um, one, I don't hide from anybody. I'm out there. I'm in the public eye. I mean, I'm all kinds of websites. I'm, you Google my name, I'm everywhere. Um, everybody asks me, are you an FBI agent? Well, I have to answer no, I'm not an FBI agent. I played one on TV, on the TV show Numbers, but am I an <laughs> FBI agent? Absolutely not. So I think it's comical. This this is This whole thing is comical. I mean, considering that you support this cause and everything, I mean, don't you think this is kind of like they kicked themselves in the butts with this one? Yeah, absolutely. I think the guy who put my picture out there is, one, defaming me, defaming my character, and uh, more, more or less is just an idiot. He didn't he didn't vet me or the picture. I mean, that picture that they're showing is from 2004, and it was from Baghdad, Iraq. So it had and nothing to do with And they're flipping out because there's a Muslim calendar on. behind you in that picture, and that's one of the things that a lot of the commenters were talking about is that was, like, riling up even more that, you know, you had a Muslim well, picture, calendar, or whatever behind you. You know, I don't know. It, it may be a Muslim picture, be, uh, calendar behind me. It was taken in Iraq. I mean, it was in Baghdad at the at the palace where Saddam Hussein lived. I mean, that picture was taken in the palace. So if there's a Muslim calendar, I mean, that was just something that was on the wall. It's not, not something I put there. It was, just happened to be in the background of the wall. It's crazy. It's crazy how social media yeah, allows kind of stuff silly. like this to happen. You know, on my show last night, I was talking about how we seem to be in a rush to hurt each other in 140 characters or less. And, um, you know, I mean, I, I, I just I just don't get it. Somebody of this caliber, being being a, a, an attorney, somebody that should be having a little more ethics behind them and what they're doing and putting out there, especially in a, in a volatile situation. One person has yeah, already I mean, lost their lives in this. Yeah, definitely not ethical. And then when somebody – it's not ethical – for one, and for when, when people start giving death threats, now that's a serious matter. So people need to understand um, what this knucklehead is is really doing. Yeah, well, I, I would highly suggest, Shannon, that you actually get in touch with him, and I'm happy to send you his contact info, um, because I think that you should tell him how you feel about that, because he did put you at risk. And because people people are doing screenshots like crazy. That's how I know some stuff, like, right away, because people are quick to give me a screenshot of something so I can go and see it. And um, so I'm sure that people have screenshots now of your actual personal information, not just your name and who and who you are, but like the gym and, and, and stuff like that. Well, so, you know, that, that if, puts if you at risk. To, how, if, how does that feel? You know, it's okay because I believe in the Second Amendment. I carry a weapon. So, you know, it's, it's okay. I'm in Arizona. My gym is canonbjj.com. You can look me up. You can come talk to me face-to-face. I'll answer any question you want. Good. That's a good answer. And so for the listeners out there, because I know that there's a lot of listeners that are listening right now because you're on the show and, and there's this huge controversy going on out there and, and so many people are in, you know, they're kind of gunning for you right now. So I, I do appreciate you coming on to clear that up. So let's kind of just jump away from that uh, and, and spend a few minutes because we're just going to do a short show. But, you know, you are an MA, MMA fighter and um, you're in front of my brothers, my brother with Gladiator Challenge and um, who's also, uh, he's an XTFC fighter himself. Um, you have some upcoming fights. 
yeah, actually, I just fought last Sunday for your fight, and it was on pay-per-view. I fought a guy named Maverick. Roy Jones Jr. was the main event, and then we had Kurt Angle versus Rey Mysterio in a WWE match, and then we had Michael Bisbing versus Chael Sonnen in a submission grappling match, and then yours truly, Shannon McCann and Rich versus Maverick in an MMA match. Yeah, it was an amazing show. April 2nd, I'm supposed to be yeah. fighting for a gladiator challenge and uh, under under Ted Williams. Uh, so uh, we'll see how that goes, April 2nd, down in San Diego, California. Yeah, that should be great. That's a really great venue um, where you're going to be at for that fight there in San Diego. I've I've worked the fights for him there before. It's it's, it's a pretty cool venue. It's, it's an intimate kind of setting. It's not one of the larger venues, but it's set up so awesome and very high-tech, what they got going on there. The whole crew down there is really awesome. Um, how long have you been yeah, doing that MMA? I've been fighting MMA oh, for uh, 25, 25 years, since 1991. Had my first fight in 1991. Wow, you've been doing it a long time. Yeah. I'm, uh, I have <laughs> you, over your injuries wins. haven't put you out of the game yet, huh? <laughs> no, no. I've been, been fighting for quite a while. There's only three guys in 100, with 100 wins. I'm one of them. Travis Fulton, Dan Seven, and myself. So, uh, you know, it's a pretty good company to be in. Yeah, for sure. I know Dan. Um, I have a, you know, I have a listener chat room, and somebody's asking me. Well, there's a couple people that have a couple questions. Um, the uh, one gentleman, R. Beatty, he wants to know. Do you know uh, Dan Badondi from Infowars? Dan Badondi. Does He's not sound like you Prison Planet Infowars Alex Jones show. Yeah, the show sounds familiar, but personally, I don't don't think I know the person. Yeah, I'm not sure why uh, our baby wanted to know that. No, he doesn't know him. I I know Dan. Dan's been on my show, actually, guys. Uh, maybe I'll have him come on again. Uh, and Dan knows how I feel about the Alex Jones show, and we talk about it, so it's kind of fun. But so when you're when you're doing MMA, um, I mean, do you mind me asking? You've been doing this a long time. How old are you? You're probably close to my age then. Yeah, I'm 45 years old. I'll be 46 in September. Wow, I can't believe you're still in the cage and, do, and doing all that rough stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty good, pretty good deal. Yeah, yeah. So do you ever come across, uh, um, you ever go on Joe Rogan's show? Uh, I have been to a Joe Rogan's comedy show. have not been on his uh, podcast or his, uh, his, uh, his web show, no. Yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's gotten himself pretty popular outside of the fight world just by doing his podcast. It's pretty crazy. Um, yeah, Joe's but, a uh, pretty funny character. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Um, you know, it's it's weird because people don't expect me to uh, know so much about the MMA world, but I my, my family is an MMA family, obviously, because of my brother Ted and being the ex-UFC fighter and owning Gladiator Challenge. And so... Um, you know, I, I used to work all the, you know, all the fights when I lived locally. I'm in Oregon now, so um, I'm not at the fights mm-hmm. and stuff. But I've got to meet a lot of cool people, you know, at the fights over the years. And some of my favorites were, I, I love Randy Couture. He's he's awesome. And Uriah Faber was also one of my favorites. But the the cage crew, you know, the cage crew fighters are they're they're just really uh, usually they're you know, they're a lot of fun to work with and and stuff, and it's a lot of hard work setting up the cage and getting all prepped for a fight, and, you know, the fighters come in, you guys do your weigh-ins, and then you get, you know, however many rounds you're in the cage, and you're working, you know, just as hard in those few minutes as, as all those the cage crew works in days and hours. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. It's a, it's a tough way to make a living, but, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun. You get to travel around the world. I've been everywhere, um, been all over the world. I just got back from Russia. I was in Russia for two weeks. 
uh, actually signed a big uh, a deal over there. Maybe can do some movies and some uh, some TV shows and, and actually do some more fights there. So yeah, man, I've been all over the world. Had a had a great career. Career's great. How connected are you in the Hollywood entertainment world? Well, I don't know how connected I am. I have uh, several, several friends that are movie stars. Um, I, I'm friends with uh, Channing Tatum. I'm friends with Tom Proctor. He's been in several movies. Um, I, you know, I know some some people, and you know, I've also done some acting myself. I'm actually trying to get into more acting as I uh, transition out of MMA fighting. I, I like to do acting. Um, but, you know, I also do security, private security. So uh, if anybody out there needs a, a bodyguard or, uh, uh, you know, site security or something, you know, give me a call. I, I do, do security what's, as well. What's the best way for somebody to get a hold of you if they're looking for security? Uh, Shannon.rich at yahoo.com. That's my email. Okay. Shannon.rich at yahoo.com is how you can get a hold of Shannon yep, and if you're looking for a personal R-I-T-C-H. bodyguard or some security. Yeah, R-I-T-C-H. Yeah. Um, so, how many fights did you say that you've all, that you've done in all these years? What would you say, like twenty five years? Yeah, over two hundred, and I have over a hundred wins. That is crazy. I was looking. I was looking at yeah, SureDog, okay. and I was looking at some of the stats and stuff, and it just like goes on and on and on. It looks like an endless scroll. Yeah, SureDog. <laughs> you got to remember, SureDog came out in after nineteen ninety eight, and I started fighting in ninety one. So between nineteen ninety one and nineteen ninety eight, there's like lost fights and. There's several fighters that have been, you know, their fights aren't documented. So my fights on Sherlock start in 1998. Well, I have had over 50 something fights prior to that. So it is, uh, it is what it is. That's just crazy to me. You know, knowing a lot of fighters, I see a lot of the young guys um, that I have seen fighting that, you know, they they start young and they kind of go all balls out or something. I don't really know. And then it's like, it seems like they're just post within a couple of years sometimes. I think it has a lot to do with lifestyle, you know. um, Well, that means your body gets banged up. I mean, not not only in the training, but in the fighting as well. So, I mean, your body gets trained, you know, injuries, you get banged up. So, I mean, it is what it is. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. So um, I want to jump real quick. I want to jump back before we before we sign out because it is a short show tonight. But I want to jump back, kind of back to the topic of of the Patriot Movement, and um, not putting you on the spot at all. But I but I have a lot of listeners right now that are kind of from both sides of that, and um, I'd be curious how how much attention have you actually paid to what had happened, you know, out here with the with the Oregon standoff situation, as well as back in 2014, the Bundy Ranch one? Well, you know, we mainly the stuff that I've seen on the news, you know, I mean, you're looking at Fox and CNN and whatever they uh, fill your mind with. I mean, I don't know if it's all true or not, but, I mean, I, I do hear about it. But, you know, I'm a firm believer in the Second Amendment. Um, I'm a, a huge activist. I, I think everybody should be able to own a weapon. Um, and it can be any kind of gun, semi-automatic, fully automatic. I mean, if the military has it, then we should be able to have it. And uh, I'm a firm believer in that, and I'm a firm believer in our Constitution, and I'm a firm believer in being an American. So I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask uh, just a couple pointed questions that are coming through the chat room just for clarification for those that, that jumped in to listen uh, after we kind of got over this in the beginning. Just for the audience's sake, um, can, you, can you just tell the audience that, you know, that you are not the you know, you're not an FBI agent. You're not involved in any way in what Mike Arnold has put out I, there. I don't even know who Mike Arnold is. I am not an FBI agent. Did play one on TV on the TV show Numbers. So, but um, in real life, no, I'm not an FBI agent. Never was. Never will be. 
and during the Oregon standoff when it was happening here in January um, and even after in February, did, were you, did you ever come out here? Were you ever at the refuge? Did you ever go to Burns, Oregon during I, any of this? I was not. I was right here in Phoenix, Arizona. And did you ever, uh, back in 2014, did you ever go to the Bundy Ranch? I did not. Nope, I was still here, here in Arizona. Did not did not go and there. Is is there anything that um that that you've had some involvement in any kind of uh the, the actual patriot the militia movement where they would have pictures of you? Absolutely not. Have not been in any kind of militia, have not been in any kind of patriot movement, have not been a protester or demonstrator. Absolutely not. <laughs> okay, and for the record, for all those that joined in late before we sign off, um, do you, uh, if you could just reiterate kind of how you felt about um, finding out that your picture was used in this in those means by Alan Bundy's attorney? <clears throat> well, I thought it was comical that he used my picture out of anybody's, but um, that picture was taken in, in 2000, 2004 in uh, Baghdad, Iraq. So um, that that picture was not a recent picture; that was an old picture, and. Um, I mean, hey, uh, thanks for putting me out there. I mean, now now people are talking about me, so I mean, good press, bad press. At least my name is out there, but <laughs> it's uh, it's defamation of character. I mean, that's not who I am. He's he's portraying me to be somebody I'm not, and uh, you know, it kind of pisses me off. Yeah, and it's you know, it's kind of you know, somebody accused me of, of being crafty when I write. Well, I'm a writer. I'm supposed to be, but you know, he's an attorney, and I suppose they're crafty in their own way as well. But I mean, he was. Um, very much kind of trying to, you know, be very careful with his word choice and not, out, you know, outright saying, oh, it's you. But, I mean, who does that, especially somebody when you're an attorney like that? It's <laughs> such a high-profile case. Well, um, I yeah, am when a you put somebody's picture out there, I mean, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, I'm a little leery of taking this call, but I do have a call coming in from Tucson, uh, Arizona. Uh, it's 520 area code, so I'm going to go ahead and take this call and bring them on the air and so, caller, before I bring you on, make sure you have all of your background noise off because if there's feedback, I'm just going to dump you. Only can, you know, I'm not going to put up with any kind of trolling. If you have a, a comment or a question that's on point and you can do it respectfully, then you're good to go. So, Area Code 520, what's your name? Hey, this is Kieran Suckling. Oh, hey, Kieran. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. Kieran's been on the show before. Uh, Shannon, did you have a question for Shannon? Well, you know, I do, um, and, you know, as someone who was, uh, you know, up in the protests and uh, a friend of mine that I was with there uh, also got accused of uh, falsely of being an FBI agent um, and, you know, put him at great risk. You know, one of the things that occurred to me with all this is, you know, the way this movement works, I think, quite often is – they make a false accusation knowing that that will just travel through the movement and people who want to believe it will believe it. Um, and so even if um, it's denied later, if it's proven later, it's not going to make a whole lot of difference um, a lot of times because the whole point is just to rev people up, get them more um, paranoid um, so on the one hand, I'm glad you've got this as public as you can on, on the show tonight. I think that's really great, uh, Sherry. But um, but I also want to point out, I don't I don't think that a law firm 
that is this sophisticated, this wealthy, has this many resources, just makes a mistake like this. I think this is a purposeful act to rev up and increase paranoia in this movement um, because I know a lot of the people aren't going to care about whatever reputation is made later. You know, I, I can I can agree with you uh, just from, you know, some of the investigating that I've been doing over this past week with some of the stuff that's been coming out. There's definitely a coordinated effort to get people more inflamed and riled right now, especially with something potentially pending in Montana. Um, but that's, that's a really good point that you just made, Karen. So, Shannon, um, you know, putting this information out there the way that it was and just willy-nilly pictures the way that it was without him vetting it and stuff, um, because you are a, a patriot, you, you call yourself a patriot, you, you kind of identify, you know, with, with these these protesters, how, just what, what Kieran just said about, if, if, if you were, okay, if you were a part of these people and in, in what they're doing, how, how would you address the overwhelming of people, the, the inciting people, wrongly inciting them? Well, it's just what they do. I mean, that's what the government does. I mean, that's they go and they make accusations, and then and then if you look, you're always guilty until proven innocent. You're not innocent until proven guilty. And I and I and I firm believe on the latter. You're guilty until proven innocent. Um, people people will say what they want to say, and then later find out something's not true, and then they're like, oh, okay, it's not true. Um, uh, so to me, them using my picture, saying that, saying what they're saying, it's comical to me. I, I just, I just laugh it off. I mean, I'm an MMA fighter. I'm in the spotlight. You either love me or hate me. And believe me, I've had a lot of people hating on me. So I'm like a duck. I just let the water roll off my shoulders. <laughs> but right. So, but when when you see people in in a movement that you identify with doing things that are not just unethical but are wrongfully inciting the wrong things, um, what what would you say to the patriot movement at large about doing those sorts of things? Well, I think what, before you act, you need to understand what's the real problem and what's really going on before you make any judgment, before you do anything. I mean, you've got to get all your facts together. And these people that fly off the handle and they they do something crazy without knowing the facts, then, you know, in my opinion, that, that's wrong. I mean, you got to know all the facts first. Yeah, you definitely need to know all the facts. Uh, Karen, did you have another question or statement? Well, I don't know if it's a question or yeah, more of a statement, but, um, you know, one of the things that concerns me about this false information that gets put out, as we've seen in many, many different ways with um you know, the standoff issue is that a lot of times the people that are putting out this false information, they're not going to get in trouble. They're not going to go off and do something crazy. You know, other people are. Not you know, right now, for example, you know, Shana Cox is telling people to go up to Montana. Well, she's putting those very people at risk. And over and over again, I see in this movement is that leaders put out false information or recommend really dangerous illegal action, knowing that if other people follow up on this, they're the ones who are going to get arrested. 
they're the ones who might end up being put in jail. Um, and so there's a tremendous amount of responsibility that these people are refusing to take even as they provoke others to get in very serious trouble. Well, that that is a good point. I mean, when you what we saw, let, let's use Ammon Bundy as a quick example, and then we're gonna all sign out here. But Ammon Bundy, you didn't see him with a gun in the pictures. You didn't see him, you know. Uh, what you saw was a relatively soft-spoken man, kind of slow moving, blah blah blah. That's how the presentation was. But yet, all you know, his bodyguards and all the people around him were armed. Now, yes, Ammon's in jail. Okay, but. In a lot of cases, we see just what you said, and that's kind of what Mike Arnold did, is like he could put something out there with, you know, using the verbiage that keeps him as much on the legal side as it can be, uh, you know, uh, certainly not the ethical side, but to try to stay legal, he's an attorney, you know. Um, but it's like, okay, here, here's this, uh, here's all these matches, please go play with them, you know, and it's okay if you burn something down. And that's, you know, that's, that's pretty scary. And that is not what America should really be about. Again, that's hurting and harming each other in 140 characters or less. To get to the bottom of what has happened with the Oregon standoff, the Bundy Ranch, other episodes, this movement, other movements, activists in general, and how this relates to everything, we need to all take a step back. We need to take a step back before we can take steps forward because when you're so close to something, like we talk about confirmation bias all the time, when we're so close to something, we can't see beyond that one thing anymore. So pretty soon our view, our, our, our vision is so cloudy. And it doesn't mean that our original thought and feeling or belief is wrong, but we've distorted it so bad in so many ways, or we distort it intentionally so that other people can do things and get in trouble. I really appreciate you calling in, Karen. Karen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take you off the call now. Thank you so much for calling in. Great. And um, so, Shannon, we have like two minutes left here. So just is, is there anything else that you would like to, to say to the listeners or even to Mike Arnold, the attorney himself? I'm sure he'll hear this. No, I just hope that attorney would, uh, you know, obviously take my picture down, stop using my image without my uh, uh, authorization. I mean, I know it is on a public, uh, you know, my, my pictures are out there and they are public, but he doesn't have my permission to use it. And obviously, you know, he's portraying me to be somebody I'm not. So, you know, I, I've never portrayed myself to be somebody that I'm not. And, you know, if anybody has questions or wants to talk to me, hey, I'm here. I'll uh, I'll talk to anybody and uh, I'm willing to uh, to uh, just tell everybody uh, my side of the story, I guess, because, you know, they're, they're using my picture portraying me to be somebody I'm not. You know, that kind of really makes me mad. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't blame you. I mean, that's why I got a hold of you because I was like, wait, this just is not cool. It's not, it's not kosher to do this to people. Um, you know, the internet world is all about. It doesn't matter what side of any story or angle you're on. The internet world, there are people, a lot of people that spend a lot of time combing and crawling the internet and doxing people, putting their their personal information uh, out there just because they can. Last night I talked about yep. this. I know a couple of people involved. Uh, with that case, one of them is one of their legal assistants uh, who has kind of been a part of, of this process of, you know, doxing people and stuff like that. And I, um, you know, I, I called them out on it on the show last night. I have their personal, their phone number, their address, their place of business, everything right here in front of me just from a simple search I didn't pay for. And I'm like, you know, you guys are all paranoid. You want to go and hurt and dox people and put them at risk, but would you like it if I did it to you? 
you know, we need to take a step back from doing all that stuff. Shannon, thanks so, so much for uh, for jumping on board again. What's the date of that next fight in April? April 2nd. April 2nd, Saquon Casino uh, in San Diego, uh, Gladiator Challenge fight. You can go to gladiatorchallenge.com, and uh, that is my brother's entity. Ted Williams is my brother. You can go there. You can check out Shannon's upcoming fight. You can also find Shannon uh, on SureDog, and that his last name is Rich, but it's R-I-T-C-H. If, you, if you'd like to contact Shannon, you can email him directly at shannon.rich at yahoo.com. Um, so, again, thanks so much for coming on the show and helping clear this up, Shannon. I really appreciate you, and good luck on your fight. Give my brother a hug. Oh, okay, we'll talk to you later. Thanks so much. All right, so, you know, you, you, you heard it right here on Challenging the Rhetoric, and Mike Arnold did something that was pretty unethical, and he is putting people at risk unnecessarily. There are too many loose cannons in every activist movement. We've seen many, not just in this situation, but in others over the years. In this situation, we have seen lots and lots because we're talking about so many defendants and all of the trickle-down of the people that are attached to them individually, not just the movement. We have to be more responsible in what we do, okay? We have to be more responsible. And when things like this happen, we have to debunk them quick. We gotta debunk them quick because every time somebody posts something, literally in seconds, it's gone and thousands and thousands and thousands of people have already seen it. And you know how it is, just like all the stories that Arnold and Bundy Ranch put of mine before they realized what my stories were, you know, they got shared by all the patriots and they kind of made a fool of themselves. They don't vet anything. They're there to make problems. Everybody have a great night. I'll be back on Wednesday, six o'clock Pacific.